Have you been looking for a women's conference where you can just show up as your authentic self, where you don't have to pretend to be someone that you're not? Well, if you have, then I have just a conference for you. Join me on April 15th at the Hotel Nyack in Nyack, New York, as the Unified Sisterhood hosts its inaugural women's conference, where our goal is to help you break free from imposter syndrome, limiting beliefs, negative thinking, and the many other strongholds that women battle with. This promises to be a whole day of addressing all of your needs. And what does that look like? That means that we're going to be tapping into your spiritual needs, your mental needs, your physical needs, your financial needs, so that when you leave, you can leave better than when you arrived. We meet every woman where she's at, and we promise that you're going to have a purposeful day of transformation. To learn more about the Breaking Free Women's Conference, visit breakfree2023.eventbrite.com. Make sure to purchase your ticket today with code EARLYBIRD for early bird discount pricing. You are listening to the Women of Faith podcast, hosted by award-winning author and transformation coach, Nancy Ruffin. Whether you're established in your faith journey or just getting started, the Women of Faith podcast is passionate about sharing stories of faith that will inspire you to boldly live the life you were created for. If you're ready to elevate your faith and step into who God created you to be, then you're in the right place. So let's get started. Hello, friends. Welcome back to a new episode of the Women of Faith podcast. This is episode 209. We are in the ninth episode of the second season. Holla! And I just have to say thank you. Like, I'm in just a season of gratitude just for the way that I am surrounded by incredible community, uh, just such as yourself for your loyalty in choosing to tune in every week. I know that there's so many options, there's so many podcasts, and you might very well listen to many other podcasts, but the fact that you tune in every single week to the Women of Faith just fills me with so much gratitude. It fills my heart with so much joy because the work that I do with creating this content is specific to what I believe is God's purpose for my life. And I know that so many of us struggle with trying to figure out what that is. A lot of times it's hard for us to tap into purpose, to identify what purpose means for us, to even tap in to our passions and to make time for the things that we're passionate about because we're so consumed with the rest of the world. We're so consumed with what's happening around us that oftentimes we don't take time to figure out what's happening within us. And one of the things that I talk a lot about is being able to nurture our relationship with our creator, with our source, because it's so hard to figure out what we have been created for when we are disconnected from the creator. 
So if this is you, if you're someone who is struggling or if you're in a season in your life where you're just not sure which direction you should be going, maybe you have already accomplished all of your quote unquote goals and the vision that you've had for your life and you still feel unfulfilled, you still feel empty inside, then that is a clear indicator that you are not connected with source. You are not connected to your creator. And this might be the perfect time for you to kind of step away from the demands of your work and the demands of all of the other things that are striving for your attention and really just refocus your attention internally and spend some time with yourself, spend some time with God, trying to figure out, well, God, where is it that you want to move me next? And the reason why I say you have to refocus, it's because if your attention is on everything else that's external, on everything else that it's on outside of you, mm-hmm. it's going to be really hard to figure out what it truly is that God has created you to be. And you have to honor this season of becoming. I know that sometimes we can get frustrated or we can lose motivation because we feel like our lives are not fulfilled or we feel like the things that we are spending time on or investing in don't bring us true joy or fulfillment or happiness. And the reason that is, is probably because you've been spending a great majority of your time saying yes to everyone else. And when you have said yes to everyone else, it leaves minimal, if not no time at all for you to pursue your own endeavors and for you to take the time that you need to figure out what it is that you want. So I just wanted to kind of start the podcast with that because today I want to talk about this saying that I see a lot on social media and it's the one that says no new friends, right? Or you can't sit at my table or all these ridiculous, I think, memes that really limit us. They limit our growth, they limit our community, and they limit our potential, Because honestly, we are constantly changing. We are individuals who are constantly growing. And who we were when we were teenagers, in our 20s and our 30s, may not necessarily be the same people that we are today. So if you walk around with this idea, this concept of not wanting to make new friends, then how can you fully grow into the person you're supposed to become? I know for me as a fact that the people that I hung out with in my early teens and in my early 20s are not the type of people who would be aligned with who I am becoming today. And I think that they were great. They were a necessary part of my life, a necessary part of my journey while I was growing up. They taught me things about myself that I probably would not have learned otherwise. And the same is true as we continue to grow throughout our lives. So when I return from this break, we're going to talk about what it means to actually open ourselves up to new friendships, to new relationships, and how sometimes letting go 
of old relationships can be painful, how we should honor our you know, period of mourning and grief, because when you lose someone, like either figuratively or literally, there is a mourning period. There's a grieving period that we have to go through. And I think that it's important to allow ourselves to go through that so that we can emerge healthier and we can emerge stronger and that we can also emerge guilt-free, not carrying the guilt of letting go of individuals or relationships that no longer align with the future that God has planned for us. So sit tight. I'll be right back and we'll get right into this week's conversation. You are tuned in to the Women of Faith podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to the Women of Faith podcast. I am your host, Nancy Ruffin. I'm so grateful that you decided to return for segment two. And if you haven't already done so, I would invite you at this time to make sure that you're following the podcast, whether you're listening on Apple iTunes or on Spotify or on Anchor or on iHeartRadio, your follow, your subscribing, even though it's a small gesture and it takes all of one second to do, like it's a small thing for you, for content creators, for podcasters, having the subscribers, having the follows, having people review and comment on our episodes really helps elevate our podcast so that we can reach more people. And so I'm just asking if you support me, if you support the work that I do, if you feel that I provide value, then just take a moment of your time to subscribe, to leave a comment, to share with your social networks, all that good stuff, because it really does make a difference. Okay, so enough of the promo stuff. We're back to this week's topic, right? No new friends. What does that mean? Why do so many people subscribe to this idea of not wanting to build their network or to expand their circles? And honestly, I don't get it because so much of what I have been able to do and build has been a result of my friends, my connections, my relationships, and the community that I have built through my work. And so when I hear there's no new friends, it's like, why? Why would you limit yourself to the small circle or or the community that you currently have when there's just so many incredible people out in the world. Like, I honestly don't get it. And there are even people who don't have, who don't believe in friends, like at all. People who just tend to stick with themselves, who isolate themselves. And the truth is, that none of us were created to live this life alone. Like none of us were created to live in isolation. In fact, when God created the world, he created Eve specifically so that Adam wouldn't be left alone, so that he wouldn't be in this world alone. He needed, God realized that he needed a partner and that was why Eve was created. And so humanity was not created to live in isolation. We were created to live in relationship with each other. And there are so many verses 
in the Bible that kind of speak to the importance of building friendships, sustaining friendships. You know, one of my favorite Bible verses are Ecclesiastes 4 verses 9 through 12. Two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. Right? So this scripture alone speaks to the importance of being surrounded, about being, about having people that you can depend on so that if you fall, you have someone that can lift you up. If you're alone, you don't have to bear the cold seasons by yourself. You have someone there to keep you warm. And if an army attacks you, right? You don't have to fight the war by yourself. You have someone to fight alongside with you. And like, there's so many examples of this in the Bible and in scripture. And so for me this week, I wanted to talk about well, what does it mean to be in relationship? What does it mean to build your community? And how well are we preparing ourselves to do that? How intentional are we in making sure that we not just build these relationships, but that we put the effort and the work into sustaining them, into nourishing them, into pouring into our friends and into our relationships, because that isn't that what life is about. It's about creating relationships and being in communion and, and in community with one another. I think about all the times that I have been able to lean on my friends, the times when I have been at my lowest, my darkest moments, that it was because I had family and I had friends and I had people in my life that could lift me up through those dark, hard, challenging moments. And even when we think about just not the challenging moments, but when we think about work or when we think about our careers, when we think about our businesses, right? are, those, are, not, are those things not dependent on relationships, right? If you're an entrepreneur and you're serving and you're uh, selling a product or you're serving a client, you can only do that by building the relationship, by having someone to sell the product to, by having someone to serve in that client uh, relationship. So I just wonder where this idea of no new friends came from and what we as individuals should be doing to make sure that we're not subscribing to that and that we're not putting that kind of energy out into the universe. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I had the privilege of serving on a panel for Procter and Gamble. And it was not an opportunity that I sought out myself. In fact, I got a random text from a friend, someone I don't see her often. We don't speak all the time, but she is someone who I hold in high regard. And we often, often, often reach out to each other 
for specific opportunities. In fact, I had reached out to her because I wanted her to participate in a conference that I'm planning as part of a member of the 100 Hispanic Women. And I thought that she would be perfect for it. But unfortunately, um, she just started a new job and like her her focus and her commitment is on that. So she couldn't participate. But like when I thought about the opportunity, I was like, yeah, she would be perfect for this. And so the same is true for her. There was this opportunity with Procter & Gamble to participate on a panel of Latina entrepreneurs where we can discuss our entrepreneurial journey and what that looked like as a Latina small business owner. And so she sends me a text and she was like, hey girl, I am participating in this panel. They're looking for Latina entrepreneurs. I immediately thought of you. Would you be interested? And would you be available? And I was like, absolutely, right? And the reason why I share this story is because I met this woman years ago through someone else, right? She was a connection I met through another individual that I had been connected to through social media. And this woman and I, we had connected on social media. We were friendly. She had attended my events and we built a relationship. And so when... Sulma, who is the one I'm talking about, she published her first book, Pero Malo No Existe. Uh, Melissa, who was the one that connected us, reached out to me and she was, I, I want you to meet Sulma. She wrote this book and I know um, that you have a, a little daughter because at that time, Avery must have been like one years old. Like this is how long I've known Sulma. She must have been like one or two. And I've always been very passionate about teaching my kids to embrace their authenticity, to fall in love with who they are and with how they look. And my daughter has super, super curly hair, right? She's half black, she's half Puerto Rican. And so I have always instilled in her to just love her hair, to love her complexion, to just love herself as she is, because the world will try to convince her that she's not beautiful exactly as she is. So for me as a parent, it's really important to know um, and to instill in her that she that her sense of self and worth comes from who she is and not what the world tries to convince her that she is or convince her that she's not. In any case, um, Melissa was like, oh, yeah, she wrote this book. Um, I want to connect you guys because she wants to, so she can send you a copy of the book. That was how me and Sulma got connected. Um, and ever since then, we have built relationship. So it's not just about the connection, but it was about building the relationship. And we did that like throughout the years. And she used to be a director at the, I can't remember, the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, the New York City Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. And I remember for their annual uh, women in business luncheon, she had hired me to come and read some of my poetry, deliver a keynote speech. So she was always bringing me into these rooms, you know? And so when this opportunity came up, you know, she immediately tapped into me. And so what I love about the relationship that I have been able to curate with her is that it has been based on this foundation of mutual love and respect for each other as women as individuals, as women of faith, because she's also a woman that 
um, you know, is very faithful and she credits God for everything. And it's just all of these natural things, I think, that connect people depending on where you are in your journey. But I say all this to say that had I not been intentional about forging and sustaining that relationship with Sulma, I would have missed out on so many other opportunities in my life as a result of that connection. And it's not to say that you should make relationships with people simply for the connections that you can make or the uh, opportunities that can come from those relationships. But that's a benefit of that. Because what I truly believe is that on our journey into becoming who God wants us to become, that is going to happen through the relationships that we make. And he is going to send the people that are supposed to help us get to that next level or help us get to that next phase in our journey. And if we continue to operate from this mindset, no new friends, and are and continue to be resistant and making in uh, establishing new relationships and putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations, then all we're doing is prolonging the destiny that God has for us. And the reality is that we're not always going to, we're not always going to align with our old friends or the old circle that we used to align with. Because the people that I used to hang out with in my 20s, I no longer associate with. And not because they're bad people, but because we are not on the same journey. And I'm no longer aligned with the things that I used to do when I was a 20-year-old. When I was in my 20s, my early 20s, I was for the streets. <laughs> I say it all the time. You could find me in everybody's club. I was always hanging out. I was always looking for the next fun thing to do. And that was the phase I was in at that time. And because I was in that phase at that time, I was aligned with other people that were there. Those who were my, those were my friends and they served their purpose for that time in my life. But as I continue to evolve, as I continue to strive for more, as I continue to become more aligned with who God wants me to be, I am also aware that I have to open myself up for new relationships because I know that God is going to send the right people to be in my life at this time in my life so that they can help me get to the next level of wherever it is that God wants me to be. And so I say all that to say, you're going to outgrow some friendships. And sometimes outgrowing those friendships and losing certain friends is going to be very painful. You're going to feel like they're like a like it's a death because that's exactly what it is. And you know, I will tell you that I have lost several close friends, women that have that were bridesmaids in my wedding, women who I have vacationed with, women who have dried my eyes when I lost, you know, certain family members and I was devastated. Like I have lost women that were like family to me. And losing those relationships hurts. Like I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that they don't hurt, but I also understand that I can't force the things or the situations or the relationships that God is trying to remove from my life. And it took me a long time to understand that. 
And so once I understood that, I was able to process the loss and move on. And I don't know where you are in your own journey of relationships. Maybe you find yourself in the middle of one right now where you're grieving a loss and you're trying to figure out what the next step should be. Maybe a part of you feels like you should go back and rekindle the relationship. I will say this, any relationship that God wants you to be in, he will bring to you. There will be confirmation of the relationship that needs to be reestablished and it will feel right in your heart and in your spirit. If any of those things are off, if you're still questioning, if it doesn't feel right, then the reality is that that's not a relationship God wants you to be in because God is going to connect you with the people that he has for your future. But you have to have an open mind. You have to have an open heart. And you also have to start placing yourself in rooms where maybe historically you wouldn't have been in. Rooms that maybe you feel a little bit inadequate to be in, but you need to be there nonetheless. Because what I do know about God is that he is going to put the people in our lives that we can learn from. And not only that we can learn from, but that we can also serve as teachers for them. Because I wholeheartedly believe that relationships, it requires two people. There has to be reciprocity in the relationship. It can't just be one person giving all the time and then the other person receiving all the, all the time. There has to be an exchange of ideas, of uh, of just space and time and just uh, an understanding of really wanting to learn and know and grow with the other person. And so as you continue your own journey, I invite you to look at your circle right now. And, and there's not to say that you should get rid of your friends, right? You should not get rid of your day one friends because then there are a subset of people that will grow with you through life. And these are the people that God has sent to be in your life forever, right? And you know who those people are. Like, I'm not saying to get rid of your old friends and make new friends. But what I'm saying is that you need to remain open for the possibility that there are other people that God wants to connect you with. And so for me, I have my small circle of day ones. And if you follow me on social, you see I post about them. We vacation together. Our kids are super close. Um, these women are like my sisters. I don't even like to call them friends is almost like doing a, a disservice or dishonoring the relationship that we have because they're that important to me. And these are women that have been in my life for 20 plus years and who I know are going to be with me until we're old and gray and wrinkled and all that good stuff. But then there are other women that I have allowed for God to place in my life. And that has been through social media. That has been through this very podcast. It has been through the events that I have curated, my workshops, like all of that has allowed for me to build amazing relationships with new women. My women of faith, my sisters in faith Bible study has brought 
an incredible community of sisters into my life that I absolutely love and adore and lean on. These are the women that pray with me, that pray for me, that I can turn to when like I'm struggling with things in my soul or in my spirit, because that's another thing. Like all of the different relationships we have in our lives are not going to serve every purpose that we need. There are women that I have in my life that really help me with my business, with my career, with anything professional. Then there are other friends that help me, you know, when I'm spiritually um, depleted and I need prayer warriors. And then there are my other friends that just are there for support and encouragement and fun and all of that. So you don't have to have one friend for everything. They're, they can coexist in your life and they can serve different purposes. That's why it's so important to open up, to open yourself up to the possibility of making new friends because you never know how one person can fill a void in your life that you didn't even realize you had. And that's what I'm realizing with my sisters in faith community. Now, as I look to build up my unified sisterhood community, all of this, you know, is I feel is aligned with the vision and the purpose that God has for me. And I have to allow myself to explore that. Even though I may not always know which way to go, I may not always have the right answer, but I'm always open and I'm always open to making new friends and new connections because you also don't know how God is using you to bless that other person because you're also going to be a part of their journey. And there's something that you, that God is going to use, use you for in their life. And what a disservice that would be of your own purpose that you don't allow God to use you in that way because maybe you're afraid to meet new people. Maybe you're afraid to open yourself up to new relationships because maybe you've been hurt in the past or someone that you really trusted betrayed you. And I get it. All of those things are valid. But what I can say is that you should not limit yourself from potentially meeting incredible people because someone in your past hurt you because everyone is not the same and everyone's intention is different. What I would say though, is that you practice some discernment, that you pray over the relationships that you're establishing, that you invite God into the relationship and that you ask him whether or not this is a relationship that he wants you to pursue, because all of those things will be revealed to you if you are intentional about it, if you go to God and you seek his guidance, and if you actually let him lead you in the establishing of these relationships, you're going to know. You're going to know. And I recently had lunch with a new friend. I interviewed her um, a couple of weeks ago. She was actually on the podcast um, two weeks ago, episodes 207, 208. Yvette Guzman is someone who I met at another conference that I was a, a panelist on. I went, I, I went as a speaker and we connected as a result of that. And when I, her and I met for lunch, one of the things that she revealed to me was that I was the answer to a very specific prayer that she had prayed to God. And so imagine 
right? And she was a little apprehensive and like expressing that to me. And Yvette, if you're listening, I'm sorry if I'm divulging <laughs> um, personal information, but I want to use it just as a teaching moment for anyone who might be afraid to step out and make new friends or to even pray to God, asking him to connect us with the women that he has for us. But Eva expressed that I was an answer to a very specific prayer because she wanted to connect with women this year that were doing the things that she wants to do. And she said that she wanted the woman to be Christian, to be a woman of God, to be a woman who had a, a day job and was pursuing you know, a, a side hustle, that she wanted the woman to have two kids, like all of the things that I am. And then boom, here I show up, right? As an answered prayer. And only because one, I showed up to that panel, right? Because I could have easily had turned on the invitation and said, no, this is not for me. But I said, yes. And I showed up and she said, yes. And she showed up. And this was something she says that she is, she doesn't like to attend a lot of women's conferences because she feels that they're all full of fluff and never really of substance. But she somehow said yes to showing up there. And because we both said yes, it provided the space and the opportunity for us to connect. And so I'm going to end this podcast with saying, I don't know what it is that you need to say yes to in this season of your life. Only you know that. But if there is something out there, if there's an opportunity, if there's an event, if there's a workshop, if there's something that you have been struggling with saying yes to, then this is the sign that you should probably say yes. Because you saying yes could be the very thing that is going to change the trajectory of your life and your relationships. You never know what God has planned for you, but if you don't show up, then you're never going to know. So thank you for tuning in. I hope this episode blessed you. If it did, please share, please tweet about it, post on your Instagram stories, tag me, leave a rating, subscribe, a review, all of that good stuff. And remember that no matter what's happening in the world, no matter what people try to tell you that you're not or that you can't do or that it's impossible, God has already proclaimed a big yes over your life. And no matter how insignificant you might feel, no matter how unqualified you might feel, you have been created for more. Until next time, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Woman of Faith podcast. If this episode blessed you, consider supporting us by leaving us a rating, giving us a review, writing a comment and sharing with your network and if you feel really moved you can consider making a financial donation to the link in our episode notes until next time i pray that you are blessed that you step boldly into what god is calling you to do and that you never forget that you were created for more